live. Hi. So we recorded an episode like five days ago, I want to say. No, yeah, like so three many, days ago. Something like that. Yeah. Anyways, we wanted to talk about like the topic of identity and stuff like that, but we got really sidetracked. Yeah, it was a really fun episode. We had a couple of guys come on and talk with us, but we ended up talking about loving your passions and loving what you're doing in your life, going towards the future more than talking about identity. So we want to rebrand the episode under that staple. Yeah. So here are the clips. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hello. We're back for another episode on the podcast. It's Mason here. Uh, it's Lieutenant Wiggs. We got a special guest here too. Joffrey. Joffrey. Joffini. Joseph. Fefe. Josiah. Essay. <laughs> Jimmy. Essay in school. A plus. No, we got Jeff Loftus, our very good friend, all the way from Virginia. That's right. Wow. I did live here at one point, though. That's true. We used to be friends. So we're not that special. We're just trying to make it sound like we're all happy. Did you hear that? Hear that bird? Uh, we're in my back. The wilderness. Yard. Or the wilderness, Narnia, preferably, right? Yep. That that sounds about right. All right, we're in episode two, and if you're still here, thank you. It means that we don't suck too bad yet. Uh, keep the hate mail coming. That's we're right. still accepting. Those social social securities are still out there. Find them. Speaking of social security, we're going to be talking about identity today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We got you. That was good, right? (laughs) I was listening to another podcast today, actually, and it led me in a roundabout way to identity. And then we all started talking about identity, and we were like, hey, we got an episode out of this. Um, So... I think this podcast is a podcast for like um, young adults in a way, and I know identity is really important, like in this age group, um, and so we kind of just want to talk about that, shed some light on what we're thinking, what we feel about that at a young age. All right. So first off, we're just gonna start the ball rolling with talking about some blockades that kind of eclipse your identity basically for me personal experience I think just like role models in general kind of like you trying to become something that you aren't and that you're trying to just emulate something else that someone else is doing yeah that's good and most people are going off of like just being natural like how they do things how they go about like creative processes and stuff like that and like they formulate their own way to do stuff but that just kind of hinders your own look outlook on stuff but like I love taking inspiration from stuff but as soon as I start trying to mold myself into something that someone else is already molded into that's that's when my craft starts to like take a turn for the worse so like what do you mean by craft like for like the listeners like so like what is your inspiration? What are you see your craft? What's your creative process? And like, who is who are your role models? And how have you been affected yeah. by those people? So lately, I've been starting to make music, which most people probably don't know. 
but I've just been having that on the back burner for the last year or so. And I've been taking inspiration from like other artists like um, Frank Ocean and stuff like that, but um, I've almost taken it to another level where I am just trying to replicate his style and to the point where it's like, that's not my style and I'm trying to just take inspirations from what I like about that and turn it to something new because I'm obviously not going to be able to replicate to the fullest that he does but um, yeah yeah like I really like I can really resonate with that like because when you even though we're talking about identity in the sense of like um, being a young adult and getting out into the world for the first time like when you're starting anything or like going into anything whether it be like just moving on an age or getting into a new project like there's like that trap of like doing what's already been done and for me like I really resonate with that because like something that I've picked up in the last like just few months like I mean really technically like last December um but something that I've started to do is like photography and um I know when I'm trying to edit, like, some stuff that I've done, like, other photographers I'll be hanging out with will be like, what do you want to do with this? Like, what, what's your editing style? Like, how do you want this to look? And that question has been really hard for me because, like, it wasn't until recently that I, like, was confident enough to be like, this is how I want this to look, and maybe this isn't how somebody wants this to be, but this is who I am, and this is a representation of what I'm feeling and so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be confident in that and not need to replicate what I see somebody else doing even though they maybe are my inspiration for doing what I am doing now and when we're talking about identity I think that's really important because in order to branch out in your identity you have to be confident in who you are and I'd even go as far as to say confident in the process that you're going along. And, and so for you, like, for you creating the identity of being, like, a music producer, if you will, um, like, I think it's really important um, to have confidence in your thought process and confidence in what you're doing and not need to have the safe place of needing to replicate something that someone else has done because then it's not you and it's not new and so like that really makes sense that makes sense to me um thoughts jeffers yeah um big thought that i go to when thinking about role models is instagram and that's something that i've just dealt with a lot with identity because um when i first joined instagram i wasn't following people there weren't as many famous people there weren't people that everybody's drawing from and so it was just such a creative place for me to express myself okay. but as time went on I was like just kind of drawing from certain people and like you were saying Mason just replicating yep. and not and just like almost getting really uh, frustrated with myself because I wasn't doing what they were doing or I wasn't like creating the same sort of content um, instead of just like being excited about the process or trying to express my creative side instead of trying to be um, I don't know like posting photos for different reasons like for the likes or for people what what do people 
like most. Like I was posting pictures of Paige the most because I'm like people. That's I get the most likes when I post pictures of Paige, so I'm just gonna keep doing that. <laughs> that's his wife, by the way. <laughs> yes. For the listeners who don't know that. Yes. Um, so I it was like six, maybe five months ago or so that I just kind of deleted my Instagram app. Like my account is still there and everything. Oh yeah, you haven't posted anything in a long time. I just realized that. Yeah, but it it's it actually took a. I thought it would be a week or maybe a month, and I'd feel a lot better. It started to affect just my my thoughts, and my mind just felt so clouded with honestly my identity. It's like I kind of lost that first love, if you will, when I first got on Instagram and was just posting pictures of my dog or me and my friends just being stupid um, and not posting those photos because it's like I have this reputation to uphold with the few followers that I had um, so but it kind of took a while to for me to um, really get clear-minded I guess um, and what do you mean by clear-minded like be able to like I don't know, be more self-focused and not... Because when you, like, when you talk about needing to post, I just, like, my mind just goes to um, finding your value Mm. in, like, other people rather than, like, pulling out the value in yourself. Yeah. Um, But, like, what do you mean by, like, how did you get clear-minded? Like you said, like, finding my validation through... I, I was putting my validation in the wrong place. It was through... Um, in a place that ultimately you can't feel validated like you hear so many people who get millions and millions of likes on YouTube where they're so famous and then they overdose because they're depressed and lonely and it's like you're not gonna like you're seeking that satisfaction and putting your identity in like other people telling you good job or like good photo or um, and that was one thing that was just affecting me so much and it was like bleeding into my relationship with my wife and um, just my relationship with people I became weirdly a lot more introverted and just like not um, because I was just so like over analyzing because I'd post a photo and it wouldn't get as many likes as it used to and so I'm like oh my gosh what am I doing wrong and so I would just think about um, instead of thinking about how I can change and be better and find my identity in something that is actually like fulfilling I would just think about how I'm not as good as I was or I'm not it's like I would be awkward in conversation with someone and then I'd be more awkward because I'd just be dwelling on how I'm awkward in this conversation oh so it was just this weird like in my head sort of thing dude I do that like I definitely, like, I probably still do that. Like, I, like, I can definitely, like, think of times where I've, like, struggled with, like, judging myself while I'm doing something. Like, I'm, like, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to, like, go through a certain situation or I'm doing something and this is kind of veering off topic but I love that where this is going um like I've definitely like can remember times where I'm trying to do something and I'm constantly going oh this could be better you could have done this or this oh, like rating the overall situation of my performance as a person 
and then just like writing myself off basically while I'm doing something. So like, I'll take this like, um, so like, I sing um, for the listeners out there. Um, White Ivy, R.I.P. R.I.P. to the band. Um, and I can think of times where I'm doing a set or I'm singing and I can just, I'll start thinking about like how I sucked or like this wasn't good or this harmony wasn't good or overall the experience wasn't good. Instead of just like enjoying who I am as a singer, talk like just thinking about like how I need to be better. And so then I'm not spending time like developing the traits that make me Ivan, but I'm spending time just judging myself. And I've realized in the last year of my life, like how much self-condemnation really stops you from finding your identity. And especially in young people, I feel like that's so important because like, like Mason was saying, you find role models and you're looking up to people and you have your parents and all these outside things telling you what you're supposed to be. Mm. So like, I know for me, it's really easy to think of times where I've grown up like thinking I need to be like this because of everybody else who's been like that around me. And that he keeps me away from exploring who Ivan is instead of, instead of just like doing that, thinking about like how I could be better based on like other people and other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's different to this generation because we live in like a creator's world basically. And everybody's, um, putting everything they produce, their products out on the internet, every like platform you can, you can share with anybody around the world it's like totally different than it was like 20 years ago yeah and you're just the comparison of your projects and your products is always there it seems like and lately I've just been beginning to try to love like an unpolished pro product basically and That's something cool. that I've crafted and I don't need like people telling me that it's good and knowing that I made this and I've crafted this myself and that's how I want it to be. I think that's one thing that you do really well, Mason, is like, I don't think I've ever met anyone who just off the start. And so like, if you meet a new person and they're super like, I don't know, super bubbly and super adventurous, you're probably gonna, you know, tell them about stories that you have or try to relate with them in that way. And I'm not saying that you don't do that, but you definitely like relate to people really well. But what I am saying is you don't conform to another person just because they're doing something that's different than you, which is really cool to see yeah. because not a lot of people do that nowadays. And what a lot of people do is, like, they'll meet you and they'll, you know, like, people expect it nowadays pretty much. Is People expect people to just do what everyone else is doing. And so when people meet you and you just kind of, like, act, talk, and do your own thing, it kind of, like, throws people off. It threw me off, honestly. <laughs> like, I wasn't weirded out, but... The first time I met you, like you were completely different than all your friends, and so I was like, "How? How? Like I don't understand." But then it, it finally like dawned on me that you don't have to be the same, or you don't have to have like even you don't really even have to have common interests with your friends, which you do. Yeah. But I'm just saying like you are your own person, and you can just see in your own like you can see you from just watching your physical self. You can just see things working in your mind differently than other people. I don't know if does that make sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's just one thing I think that's really cool. I'm like, yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we got Bremen. We got Bremen in the house. Bremen Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> Welcome to the table setting. Thank you. My first time. First time on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I had a thought. I had a thought. Okay, basically, so to tie up this thought, like, I think the biggest thing that everybody, that I feel like everybody's saying right now is, like, huge thing with finding your identity um, is the blockade of conformity Mm -hmm. like conforming under pressure whether it be from social media or like people or role models or um feeling the need to be something that you're not and conforming to whatever the other thing is based on like the situation the atmosphere and i think that everybody struggles with that i just think it's it's more something that we as like young adults need to watch out for because it's so easy to be molded right now um, by everything else. I mean, I mean, again, I'm not 35. I might be the same really? thing at 35. I don't know. Um, okay, Jeff, I want you really to talk <laughs> about this, like, box. finding ID, identity in your car. Yeah, in your car. So yeah. I lost my ID the other day, but then I was like, I just checked the space between the seat, and I'm like, oh, it's in my car. Oh. And then I was like, oh, okay, wow. there's my ID. I got hyenas and life cracks in my And so I know if it starts raining, dude, we're going to have to, like, <laughs> book inside. I'll save the yeah. mic. Okay. I um, think it's going to start raining soon, though. Real quick, before I get talking, I have a joke. Uh, what do you call a, um, a snobbish criminal walking down a set of stairs? Bruh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Condescending. Condescending. oh my god i'm trying to be a dad soon so i I think if i tell more dad jokes that we actually my sperm count will rise like actually (laughs) there were two olives sitting on a counter and one rolled off and hit the floor the olive that was still on top of the counter looked down and said are you okay and the olive that fell on the floor looked up and said olive Bruh, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> boy. The only joke I got hijacking the podcast. Let's go. Yeah, I don't. I welcome, can't. I don't know these jokes. Welcome to Dad Jokes Part Three. <laughs> Rise of the Dad Jokes. Hey, what about mom jokes? Huh? It's 2018, huh? <laughs> oh my god. Why are you so mocking Celine though? <laughs> why are you, why are you so why are you, why mocking, mocking Celine? Incredibles too though. <laughs> no capes. <laughs> Anyway, it means fire, Robert. Nomas. Do you know tacos? Okay, you should actually bring it in. Yeah, identity and career before it rains. Okay, Okay, so um, for some reason, Mason and Ivan asked me to speak on this podcast, and I don't think I'll be welcomed back. So um, (laughs) that's a lot. (laughs) Come to your house. Come to your house. We'll find you. Come to my house. Hang out. Um, So in just talking about identity. Earlier, I was talking, about my, talking to my wife and my mother-in-law about passion versus obsession. And Ooh. I had not heard about that before. But because um, I always thought, like, your passion, that's what you need to go after. Like, it's all about what you're passionate about. But apparently, they were talking about how your obsession is that thing that even from when you were younger, or in my case anyway, where it's just some, it's just stuck with you. Like, you have tried other things but this has just stuck with you for for some reason Um, and for me that's building things whether that's woodworking or renovating or designing Um, like I've always thought about architecture that sort of realm but I've never 
gone after it because I've just been passionate about other things. And it, they were saying how passion, your passions are um, kind of fleeting and how you, um, you need to think about or just analyze what you're doing right now and is this something that I'm passionate about? Is this something, or is this something that is is my obsession? And when most people think of your obsession or your obsessed, it they look at it in a different light. And so I feel like you um, you can intermix the two. If you think like your passion is that thing that you're called to do, and your obsession is that thing that um, is kind of that fleeting in the moment, almost like a hipster, not going to last very long sort of thing. You can, you can switch the definition of that, but I, I'm just trying to categorize these two different things that you like to do. There's the, the fleeting um, things that you put your identity in, like you're, you're, what you're doing, and there's the things that you're almost, you were made to do this. Like Bremen was made to like be a model. He just doesn't know it yet. Oh <laughs> he just needs to take his shirt off and start taking some photos because like GQ is Stop waiting. It. Stop it. Um, and it's one of those where you just can't get away from it and you love it but you're almost in my case I'm too scared to pursue I've been too scared to pursue like an architecture degree because I've just always um, I've never been okay with just pursuing that thing that at the end of the day that's what I like to do like I'd get home and I'd get on SketchUp and be like what can I design today what can I do and thinking this is just my side thing this is my hobby but then it's like wait a second, when I think about retiring from my career, I would think about then going into woodworking or building and why not I like identify what is your, um, that thing that you were made for and pursuing it rather than that, that fleeting thing that is almost trendy and cool or looks like a good idea or would make you a lot of money. So why don't you go do it? Because like being a doctor is like, it would make me money and like I'd be financially stable but like really I just want to be a mime in like Paris like that's no um so your passion so to you passion is is passion fleeting or is obsession fleeting it's like I was just told about this today and when in thinking about it I've always kind of had that flipped so I'd say passion is the thing that you were you were I'd say passion seems meant to temporary and obsession seems like permanent. Yeah. You know, that's what that's I, what I, I was told. It. Yeah. yeah. Really? I, it, it like, it almost it like flipped the definition on my head. Cause I always looked at obsession as the wrong thing. And that's why I knew really? I was obsessed with making and designing, but I always thought I need to focus on my passion, but it's that thing that you just can't get away from. And a good thing. Like if you're obsessed with porn, don't become a porn star. Right. Like, Preach. <laughs> Preach! So now, Did you guys catch that one? Even, <laughs> write that down. Even though I have a mustache. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike drop. Yeah, Not actually. Mustache is expensive. Huge personality. <laughs> no, it's just clipping. It's so okay. Okay. So like, passion is the. See, I think I still have it like the other way around. Right. Like, passion is. Well, that, I could see where passion could be fleeting, but, like, when I think of obsession, I think of, like, how, like, 
you're obsessed with this one thing and you have tunnel vision now and you can't see anything around you and you can't focus on the other things in your life and you can't focus on like learning more about yourself because you're so focused on this one goal. Mm. But maybe that's just me because like I am, I'm a very goal oriented person. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of the word obsessed, I think of times when I have become unhealthy in terms of not being able to know when I need a break or not being able to study myself and how I need to rest because I'm so obsessed with the goal or obsessed with the hobby that I'm doing that I can't sit down. And so for me, the word obsession has a negative connotation Mm, rather than, yeah. I think I can see it both ways though because like I'm kind of a person where I always am doing something else. So if you would ask me, once when I was 12, once when I was 15, and once now, what the dream was of, like, anything. Not even just career, but, like, what I want to be doing, it would be different every single time. And it would change probably by bi- yearly, like, bi- like biannually or whatever. Because I can't focus on one thing for more than, you know, however long. So I'll get super into something, like... I used to super be really be into hunting like for a year and then I just kind of got out of it I just didn't really want to do it anymore and then and then the next year you know I was super into longboarding or something like that and it would just go it would go or I was into boxing and I was into rock climbing and I was into you know all this stuff but you have passion while you're doing it right I have passion yeah. for it but I can't call that my obsession because it hasn't lasted very long but something like an obsession like in following God or learning more about him I think you can have that obsession and not have that be the only thing you focus on because mm. I'm still going to focus on my schoolwork my family my friends my relationships all these things those are passions yeah those are passions but my oh. obsession is my number one thing in my life at all the time oh. and so obviously that has changed throughout my life but I feel like passions change more often than obsessions okay I feel like obsession is long term Okay, okay. It's that thing that you can't get over. Uh, yeah. You, I've tried. It's like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pursue this and then move on to something else, but then that'll stick with me. Right. And that other thing will fade, but then like that obsession will, will stick around. And another thing, this isn't how I feel and this isn't what I think, I'm just trying to gauge what you guys think, but what would happen if you did pursue that? What it would happen if you did pursue architecture or designing or something like that? At the end of the day, when you were done with that, what would you do? Would you, would you, at the end of the day, would you be like, wait, now what? Like, should <laughs> I design more? And then is that how some people become workaholics? Right. That's what I'm wondering is if you take your, your stress, does, would you say that is like a stress relief type thing for you? Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So if you take the thing that relieves your stress and you do that full time, does it continue to relieve your stress or do you have to find something else in your free time to relieve your stress? We will answer that right after the break. Because it's about to rain. Oh, <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. And we're burritos, back. Burritos, burritos, I thought. <laughs> hey, <laughs> buddy. You know, that makes me feel very awkward. I'm just kidding. Aww. I'm just kidding. I like it. Hey, listeners. Hey. So, Bremen was talking about how if you did decide to make, like, to choose your obsession, and if that was something that I chose in my free time, what would I 
what would I do? What happens next? I had a thought about this. Um, I think that you're still going to be stressed out if you're doing what you love, and I think that I think that a certain amount of stress is good. Um, do you think that it would ruin your obsession for you? Say, say if like I like that scenario I was talking to you before. I was rudely interrupted. Um, if you're if you work an office job and you your passion or your obsession is working out or lifting or something like that, you quit your office job and you start lifting for your career. Like you get some, you get you know sponsored or you're a YouTuber or something like that. Does stress just go away because that because you're doing your stress relieving all the time, or do you have to find something else to take away stress from your once before obsession that relieved your stress? I think, I mean, I don't know. You guys can like chime in if you think differently than I do, but I think that um, I love biking, um, and <laughs> I do. Like, Sorry. I'm not a cyclist, but I've always loved biking. It makes me feel peace <laughs> when I'm just like listening to birds and all that good cool. stuff. Um, and so, if I love biking um, and I want to um, do that, and I do that a lot, I think if it's truly something that I love to do, I shouldn't get stressed out by it. But with a career specifically, I think you're going to have stress. Oh, for sure, 100%. Because I think that there are people that are going to piss you off. Um, I think that there are things that are going to piss you off, situations that are going to make you mad. Yeah. Like, And I think that's where you're going to find stress, and that's where you're going to need a break. Yeah. Well, for me, what I've like experienced, like I like to make little edits with my camera, like cinematic like sequences and stuff like that. But as soon as I start like trying to make a little money on the side, the game just changes completely like you get stressed out on the little things that and like the things that used to make you happy are now like feeling like a drag yeah so I, oh that's yeah that that really makes me think here like so if we're talking about like really finding ourselves i think that if we're talking about the sector of finding yourself that has to do with your passions and the things that you love to do that's really something that's important to note is if you start making it practical, it's going to get harder. Like, if I like to sing and I want to make a job out of it because it's something that I love to do, I have to be, I have to be aware that that is going to cause me stress because I've now made it a business or a job. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that you can have passion for business and you can have passion for anything that you're doing if you're making it into. A career but that's automatically going to make it more stressful and I mean I I could be wrong that's just my opinion I think that you know like if you're listening and you have a different opinion um, email us talk.roundtablepodcast at gmail.com baby we got an email because we're professional right but um, email us if you think something different I know that there are people in our community that probably like think something different than that but i think that if you make something a business even if you're passionate about it you're automatically inviting stress if it's not a hobby anymore because i felt like as soon as i started entering in like filming for businesses and stuff like that i like fell off the map basically like my love for it like significantly like decreased for that and after like just picking it up and like doing stuff for me and like 
little projects for me and not for the money or quick money, fast money like that uh-huh. is so much more beneficial for like my well-being. I would say I agree with that too. Um, back in high school and like early, my first year of college, I was super into working out, weightlifting, and then I decided to start taking a personal trainer course online and to make money eventually from it. And I kind of realized that like halfway through the course, I during my workouts, I was overanalyzing too much and thinking about, oh, what if I did this wrong? What if I did this wrong? And I honestly started to lose the fun in it a little bit. So I really, I haven't completely lost the fun in it, obviously, and it's still, I still do enjoy it. But I've definitely seen that when you try to make something more professional and it's not just for a hobby that it definitely brings more stress into it for sure uh-huh. um, and just to resonate and for, with one more example I have a YouTube channel but I used to be much more active on it and I would just do it for fun making videos and it was awesome I couldn't it's wait legit. to make the next yeah. one and then I joined a collab channel and they were like you have to make a video every Thursday and it became something that I had to do not something that I got to do and so it just like really <laughs> God <laughs> he's, he's here um, but yeah it took the fun out of it and so I I, sure. I just lost that love and eventually just stopped making videos um, on there so don't don't do anything for money fast money sucks <laughs> you don't want to go down. for the fast Slow money don't make money just die government in a hole. bonds number yeah. one be homeless <laughs> number yeah. two take out too many loans and more no. than three hundred thousand dollars worth no but for real fast money sucks <laughs> like it doesn't i mean it's come never on. rewarding like and that's why we're in college yeah. but okay the point that i really want to hit home for the listeners right now is like you have to know and understand when to separate um, being practical and living your life and trying to make a future as a young adult and being yourself and doing what you love. And I think that that is so important because I know for us young adults, we get so wrapped up in making a future and being practical and being career oriented and then, then you start getting scared and then everything you do is focused around how do I make money because now I have to pay my own mm-hmm. bills and now I have to support myself or my wife or my kids or whatever it is I'm doing. You have got to take the time to be healthy to yourself and give yourself a pat on the back. What do I love to do? What doesn't make any money but makes me happy? Maybe it's spending time just learning more about yourself, just being peaceful, reading a book, whatever it is, you've got to take the time to just do you and not be focused with attaching a goal to it. And that's a huge thing for me because I'm so goal-oriented. Like, it's really easy for me to get into the habit of making everything about a goal. And because I'm a doer, I'm always naturally trying to, like, is this productive? Is this, like, is this going to make me more successful? Instead of just, like, thinking... What makes Ivan Ivan? What makes Ivan successful? And that's not always healthy. Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. I think we're done. Yeah. We're out. This has been Mason and Ivan's show. And sometimes other guys show up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joffrey. Thanks, Bremen. I think this is some good freaking content, so you should replay this. Shout out to Andrew Sacha, content. Content, content's important. Shout out to Gary Vee, too, while we're at it. Like, 
shout out to um shout out to my wife for letting me be here so late <laughs> shout out to thanks, free shabakadu thanks Paige. yeah you tell me there's no depth in free shabakadu <laughs> that's not surface level that goes deep baby <laughs> <laughs>